The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate integrity with Vanessa Codornu, who is an ex- acclaimed bilingual Latina well-being activist and teacher of clinical hypnosis, intuition for business and international healing practices with over 20 years of experience and more than 12,000 sessions. Her well-being experience has been featured on Shape, iHeartRadio, Ola, like all the places. And she's also a host on the Shift Network. So right up my alley. Uh, How are you doing today, Vanessa? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Me too. I know we're having some difficulties this morning because uh, we're just like right on the heels of Mercury retrograde. So um, you've been doing this a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I did. I started younger than most. Um, I grew up in a spiritual South American family. My family is um, Argentinian and Catholic based, but we would sit over, you know, lunch or breakfast, dinner, whatever it was, and be like, oh, I had a dream, un sueño. And we would take it seriously. And if we felt like we could help a family member, we'd actually call them and warn them. But there was always truth to it. And um And so we knew we didn't have the word empath, but I would walk into a room and pick up anybody who would have their back towards me. I'd suddenly feel this wave. And my mom taught me that very young, like, oh, you're like my mom. You pick up emotions. And so there was some sort of literacy, openness, awareness that spirit was part of our lives, that we all were intuitive. And so at 16, um, I came home, I was telling my mom the story about a Ouija board in the high school and kids don't try this at home or adults. Um, We have other tools that we can access the portals of uh, connection to spirit. But she's like, bring it home. We're going to experiment. Brought it home, blindfolded me, turned it around. I was like, let's see, because she's a journalist back home in Argentina. And she's like, let's see what you get. And that's when I knew, like, I already knew I was intuitive as a kid. 
but suddenly I saw people in my head. Um, I heard old Spanish that has a th sound. So it's like Shakespearean Spanish, I guess, old Spanish. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this man is talking this way and he looks like this with a plume. He's saying he's your guide and mom, what's happening to me? And I have the blindfold on. And then I'm like, oh, this is happening. And this woman coming out of the river, dripping wet with a little kid. And there's a car in the river saying, take care of dad. Who is this woman? So when she unfolded, un un uh, the, took the blindfold off, She's like, sit down, be calm, brings this photo of my dad, opens it back, pulls out a picture, and it was the woman that I described. And she told me it was her ex-girlfriend who they broke up. She, she married somebody else, had a baby, and then they died in a car accident in a river when the bridge collapsed. Oh, so at 16, like this world blew open, and um, I started to be in service to my community. And right. so that's how young I started, how early I started. Mm -hmm. Wow, that 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 is amazing. Um, now, you also talk about and maybe practice something called bruja? Brujeria. So, yeah. so brujeria really is, is the combination. You know, we were colonized. Latin American people were colonized. Mm -hmm. um, even if we are part European or maybe look more European than not, we are also indigenous and more most likely West African roots as well due to colonization and, and, you know, unfortunate parts of history, sadly. And so um, brujeria is the, it's Catholicism, but then it's focusing on connection to the earth and prayer and feeling like you can actually impact your reality, right? Yeah. By focusing your own power and your own energy. And so that means, you know, that I believe that I have a connection to the earth, to the sun, the moon, the stars. I follow the stars from a young age, probably, I don't know, 19. And, you know, during the new moon, I always see, I mean, for years now, when the full moon, I review, I integrate, I reassess the dark moon release, um, lighting candles, doing sacred work. And what I mean by brujeria, too, is that it's like the reclaiming of something that has been told to us that was from the devil or satanic or evil. It's right. reclaiming our own inner power. I mean, the new age world call it manifesting, the new age world call it intention setting and affirmations, but we were around before doing our own indigenous mixed practices with Catholicism and we called it, or people called it brujeria. So people still get scared when you say that, you know? And that means cleansing, it means clearing, it means grounding, it means grieving rituals, it means having an altar for your ancestors and lighting a candle remembering them. Well, I I love that. And then in your press materials, it, it talks about reclaiming brujeria. I had no idea what that was. And so I had to Google it. And the first thing that came up with is this heavy metal, like death metal band. And I thought, my goodness, what does this woman do? But then I, you know, I had to ask. Um, but it sounds like just reclaiming some of the old traditions and reclaiming some of the things we know innately and kind of like this feminine mystery as well with the moon faces and the stars and etc and, yeah. and and the thing is you know we talk we think about colonization colonization happened to everyone right and happened in europe we know about the witch hunts from the 1400s to the 1800s um when you get into latin america in the 1500s uh, with a lot of the Spaniards, Portuguese, Italian, many other European countries coming in to take over 
now everybody's getting punished in the 1500s for believing in the animal spirits, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting tortured. They're getting forced to become Christian. And this is happening from the mm -hmm. 1400s, 1500s, all the way to probably present time where people are shamed. And so I'm still meeting a lot of Latinos who, if I say the word bruja, they're like, ah, it's not Jesus. And I'm like, actually, because I was raised with that, I think Jesus is cool and Christ consciousness, right? Right. And so I'm more about like, because again, I'm more mixed than I, than I look. My ancestors are so mixed that for me, why not reclaim? You can reclaim your Jesus your way, not the colonized way. You can right. reclaim your indigenous connection to Pachamama, which is Mother Earth. You can reclaim also Stregeria, which is like Italian witchcraft, right? You mm -hmm. can reclaim your own indigenous from many different places. It's not so black and white. It's not so cut and dry the way the church has imposed it upon us, right? Or major religions have imposed it upon us. Right. Well, and today we are radiating integrity, which is integration and having all of the parts form the whole. So, I mean, that's perfect. The integration of all of these different pieces of your fabulously mixed heritage. You know, that's wonderful. Now, um, you know, your publicist contacted me and said that you um, talk a lot about toxic positivity and that really caught my eye. What, what do you mean by that? Yes, I love that. And I think it's really important because um, with a lot of the spiritual world and a lot of the psychological world and, and um, you know, pop psychology, People have been, yeah, I gotta be positive, gotta be positive. So toxic positivity is the belief that no matter what dire or difficult situation you're in, people should maintain a positive mindset, right? It's like good vibes only, good vibes only. And like there are benefits to being an optimist and we want to engage in positive thinking, but toxic positivity rejects the difficult emotions and difficult realities in favor of let's be happy, let's be happy. And in a way it's really spiritually bypassing right? Because if you're only focusing on, you know, like if I say, oh my God, I'm so sick with COVID and nobody hears me and they're like, well, it's, you're alive. So, you know, be positive or it's like covering over what I'm feeling, not being witnessed, not being released. I mean, not being, um, not being heard. right? Emotions. Mm -hmm. And you know, forms of toxic positivity could be like, you lost your job and you're sad and you're like, wow, you, you're grieving. And somebody's like, be positive, just look on the bright side, everything will be fine. But they didn't hear you and they didn't take it in, right? Absolutely. Well, and this trying to slap a happy face on it is really, I, it's so at odds with the way you're feeling inside anyway, that, you know, the, your higher self, the universe, it's, it's just kind of confused. It's like, yeah, it is. And the thing is that it is slapping a, a happy face on it is denying what you're really feeling. And then it pushes mm -hmm. it down. Right. It's also when someone's suffering and you deny their feelings, you're probably triggering stuff that happened to those kids too. We're like, you're okay, be quiet, you know, or whatever, anything. And I mean, it's not done to harm anyone on purpose in any mm -hmm. way. I think that there's an effort to be like, yeah, it's okay, don't worry. And also people maybe have their own anxiety and they don't want to be, they can't be there for their friend or their person because they're like, oh, I'm about to be laid off myself. But it really, it's shaming. It can cause guilt. 
it sure. avoids like authentic human emotion mm -hmm. and it prevents growth because guess what if if i come to you and i'm suffering and you're like it's okay it's okay it's okay because you can't deal with your own feelings chances are i'm not going to come to you again with that right you'll be yeah. great i'm great everything's great and then what kind of relationship is that really right absolutely yeah, it's it's a very 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 surface level when we really need depth yes. in our life right now you talk about three mindset shifts that make room for a healthy emotional life can you talk about that yes and that would be that you know feelings are that feelings are normal that right. feelings are temporary and so mm -hmm. sometimes I think that there's the extremes, right? Like sometimes people are like, I'm mad and they're going to be mad all day. Like I'll be like, somebody's telling me I'm mad. I listen to them, you know, a friend. And then I'm like, oh, what is going to happen this weekend? Well, I don't know because I'm mad. I'm going to be mad this weekend. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're planning to be mad for the whole weekend. You're like, okay. So you're going to hold on. And then the opposite, right? Where it's like, oh, uh, I'm going to cover my feelings. So there's the holding on to the feelings. There's the covering and hiding from the feelings. And I think that the mindset shift is the mindset shift is I have feelings. It is normal to have feelings. Feelings are fluid. Feelings mm -hmm. are not necessarily facts, right? And that they're here and that they, and, and they they can flow if I allow them to flow through me. So that's one of them. Two of them are that, you know, that, um, we have the power to make different choices that are going to create a different outcome. So if you're somebody who comes to me and says, oh, Vanessa, you know, no one in my family, um, let's say the women in my family are always alone. We always get divorced, the men leave us, they have other families where, you know, it just doesn't work out because we're too strong, right? And that's like this mindset where you've taken on your great grandmother's story or your mother's story, and now you've slapped it on yourself, you've believed in it, and now you're attracting all that to you. It's important to know that second mind shift, you have the power to make different choices. Does that involve therapy? Does that involve breath work? Does that involve some healing modality, EMDR, emotional freedom techniques, something, a natal chart reading, whatever you need, hypnosis, to be able to process what got you into that mindset and to feel it and allow it to flow and then to choose something different, right? Like for example, in my family, everybody, uh, I'm a psychic medium on one side from three generations, the other one four, and they only did it for themselves. They didn't get paid. It was private, it was within the family. The minute that like my mom found out that I was gonna go beyond just that service I did as a young person and actually have a business, which was years later, decades later, she was just like, no, don't do it. People get hurt. This is what happened to this person I found. This is what happened. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to choose to make, to create a different reality for myself. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be uh, paying attention to see if there's any harm or if anyone's coming at me who <laughs> thinks I'm, you know, a devil worshiper or into this metal band or whatever it may be, but not that they're connected at all. But I said, you know, I'm going to step out and be the first one. And so we have the power of choice, right? To get the healing to shift. Yeah. And the third one is that if you are desiring or wanting something in your life, that if you feel called to a particular path in life, it's for a reason, right? So sometimes people say to me, oh, you know, if God wants or the universe wants, you know, I'll be able to sing. And, you know, while I believe in the universe and, and, and you know, God energy, 
F that. Like if you yeah. want to sing, you go sing. And it doesn't mean, again, you've got to go get a singing deal, um, uh, some uh, recording, recording deal, right. right? recording contract. Um, I sing musical improv for a hobby. Like I'm in four teams, not all musical. And so I perform every weekend. I've trained and I've studied and he, singing is healing for me. But we have this really black and white thinking in our society. Like I've taken acting classes like in my twenties where people are like, why are you, you want to be an actress? No, I just want to find other parts of myself and meet them and explore like who I am and what I can do and my, my expression. Oh, but if you're not going for the Oscar, why are you going to invent in that? Why are you going to invest in that? And so there's an extremism. I mean, we're changing now. I think people are seeing the value of hobbies and also being present. But just know that if you are being called towards something, that yeah. there's a reason either for your wellness, your mental health, or maybe you're here to do service for that community, right? With this gift or this talent. And so even if you get a couple of no's, even if you feel a little, because we all feel weird when we're learning new things, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to pop out being like amazing at everything in life, right? Or anything. We're going to like work towards it, even with our natural talents. So if you have something that's pulling at you, move towards it, like really allow yourself to explore it and know that you, you've been called for a reason. You're being pulled for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've taken these messages and this learning and you've really built something spectacular with it, I have to say. So you've, you're a writer as well as a, a healer and a, a psychic medium. So uh, let's talk for a minute about your writing. Like what are, what are all the irons you have in the fire out there? So it's interesting. I started writing many years ago and then um, as I grew into my business and, you know, I'm somebody that in 2020 did like 400 ancestral hypnosis healings, right? Up wow. on top of, right on top of coaching, on top of classes. Um, that's where the healing activist comes in. I did a lot of pay what you can. And then I sat there and I was like, you know, I want to get back to writing. I'm in session so much. That I was like, I need to. And so I'm writing for Be Latina magazine. And I write two articles, a new moon article and a full moon article. I'm also an astrologer. And I've been writing uh, astrology and guiding people into healing and into awareness, sign by sign every month for a year and a half. And now I'm so excited because I just landed this new column on Ola magazine that has over 44 million readers. Um, and it's called Querida Brujita. And that's like, dear little witch. I really submitted and proposed dear witch, but I think they wanted to soften it a little bit by making it, which so funny though that my mom used to call me brujita from a young age <laughs> oh my mom's presence my mom passed in 2020 so um i was like no oh, she's here and so i love that um that uh, that column just started and i love working in both languages spanish is my first language believe it or not and i am so thrilled to be doing that i'm also working on a book uh and it's uh connected to a program that i've been teaching for many many years and it's called Born Magical, uh, Reclaiming Our Ancestral Intuitive Gifts, right? And so I've worked with people in that arena now. I used to have the, the program called Intuitive Leverage, where, by the way, my PDFs all connected are like 200 pages. So, you know, there's a book there. Um, exactly. and, Put it together and publish it. Right. And, and you know, I, it's really because I want to prepare myself for the book proposal and then go out for that. Um, sure. I think I'll self-publish in Spanish and hopefully, not hopefully, I am attracting, right? right. A book deal for myself. But it's been a dream of mine since I'm a little kid because um, 
reading actually helped me escape some harsh realities as a, as a kid. And, and I don't know if this happened to you, but reading a lot of the spiritual books in the late eighties and the nineties, um, I would resonate where I'd be like, this is not new information. Right. 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 So I'm excited to be like that person eventually that, or even with my articles where people are like, you know, this resonates with me. Something within me is vibrating to this truth. And there's, there's something here for me. And so I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, it's, it's been really wonderful to write monthly for the last year and a half. It for Be Latina, it's been so great to be able to become the columnist for this beautiful article. And uh, I've been pouring into it and people have been sending questions and, uh, and I love it. I'm excited. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, Back to our podcast and back to our guest. That's exciting. And you have a podcast. I do. I do. What's about your podcast? So the, so 
this, so this is an interesting, yeah, like sad, yeah, true, yeah, real. Um, I started, I wanted to do a podcast for a long time, but since I'm somebody yeah. that teaches a lot, um, I teach a lot of courses every year and part of them are live, right? So there's modules, but I do a lot of live that I was like, oh, I don't know if I could bring the time. I have the time to do the podcast. So I decided not to pressure myself. I decided to go with the flow when it comes to the podcast and it's called the Biz Buha podcast. And it's all about um, healing our ancestral uh, limitations, patterns, connecting to our ancestral gifts and then thriving in our communities and in our business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I interview a lot of folks who have ancestrally based businesses, meaning that something in their childhood, something in their lineage inspired them to do this work and how they're bringing back to the community. And I always ask, you know, what ancestral challenge did you have to overcome? What ancestral gift did you really root into? And sometimes I just riff on what's happening with the astrology, but I really do love it. And I feel, you know, now, and it's so interesting too, because sometimes it's, um, I've done it regularly. And then my dad passed in 2020 as well. My mom oh. passed in 2020. I went through it. Oh. And then my younger brother passed and my improv teacher. It was like, um, oh thank you. No, it was really, really harsh. I knew about it before it was happening, uh, which doesn't soften the blow, really. It's just mm -mm. like, um, and my business tripled that year. And we also wound up purchasing a house that year, my husband and I. And we're scheduling our wedding. And so, so much happened that year that the Biz Bruja podcast, it was like I'd put one out and then somebody passed and I'd be like, you know, down for the count in terms of the podcast. Then it would come up. But yet it was like, I think it was a, listed 100 in Denmark, top 100 in spirituality. And then I found out that I had some students who were living in Amsterdam who listened to the podcast, shared it with a whole bunch of people over there, and they kept sharing it. And that's what happened. And so I love doing it. But being that I have a school and I have the business that I'm writing and, you know, trying to have a life and doing some improv, yeah. it's, it's something that doesn't come out regularly. But if everybody's listening and you're interested, go listen to it. I will. I do come out eventually with a new episode. <laughs> and that's biz b-i-z bruja b-r-u-j-a yeah biz bruja podcast you know i'm a podcast junkie I, I i love podcasts and love having a podcast um so yeah you like you do all the things all the things and then also have a school so yeah what's what's up with your school can you talk about that a minute sure and thank you for asking and you know all the things didn't happen overnight, right? Right. Right. They, since I'm reading people from a young age, hypnosis since my 20s, studied with so many teachers, sat in sweat lodge for 18 years with my teachers. I like to say that while people were getting married and remarried and divorced and having kids mm -hmm. and getting their master's and PhDs and building like certain careers, this is what I was doing, right? So this, is, this was my path. Um, it's not a new thing. It's not a recent thing. It's something that's been building and building and building consistently through the years. And that's why, while all the things may seem overwhelming to some people, it's mm -hmm. really something that is a second nature to me, right? Right. So when I came online in 2012, and by the way, I did not want to do this work, right? I just wanted really? to know that it was a way of life and is a way of service. And then I got laid off the day before surgery. 
I had a breakup. I had a, um, had a breakup. I had a car accident where I was guided and nothing happened to me. Um, I didn't have a seatbelt. So it was like sit up so you don't break your back. But when I crawled out in 2012, I was told go full time, do what you do. And so coming into 2012, end of 2012, 2013, I hit the ground running online with my sessions, my classes, first time had never done that online. I had only done it in person, right? Um, and building a master uh, a mastermind of nine months with 21 teachers, hitting six figures the first year. From there, I just kept teaching, but I never created a school. I just taught. It was part of the business uh, structure. But in late 2019, early 2020, in the middle of the losses of the family, seeing what was happening with COVID, people losing their job, I said, I'm going to create, I'm going to finally give what I do a name and stick it somewhere like Almighty Networks, right? Because before I had to hire someone to create my own resource page back in the day. I mean, when I started, we taught intuition classes on conference calls because Skype didn't hold that many people and Zoom wasn't around, right? So it's like that kind of thing. So I created the School of the Healing Artists. And what I decided after, you know, Hay House is changing now, but so many places like Hay House and others have always focused and been very white centered. And, you know, I'm very aware and I also, um, speak on my own white privilege, uh, being Latina and also being an immigrant, but I've also escaped some racism from that, right? And I've escaped sure. uh, the colorism and et cetera. But I said, I'm going to create a school where I support the next generation of uh, Black and Indigenous people of color and Latinos, Latinx. That, that doesn't mean that um, people who are European, all European or white or from Denmark or United States are not in the school. They are. But I wanted to call it out because, you know, generations and generations, all of the summits you ever saw were blue eyed blonde folks, you know, <laughs> all the like everything you ever, everything I went to, all the spaces uh, they'd have. I was the one Latina in New York City when they would do a conference, you know, and I'd be like, can I bring my Afro Latina friend in? And they're like, no, there's enough. You're one. You know, and so, and that, and I'm literally, I'm really being honest. This is what was told to me in 2005, 2006, seven and eight. And so the school was really to make it feel safe and to really welcome. And it's been really incredible. Um, there's different ways to run businesses. There's different ways to have service. I personally do support myself from my work. So mm -hmm. there's no inheritance or rich husband in, in the background, but um I run many classes and Born Magical Nacimos Magicas, the Reclaiming Intuition course. Um, there is a mediumship course connecting to, you know, spiritual mediumship. There is a hypnosis training. There is a Reiki level one, two, and three. I'm a master teacher in four different paths. And I've been teaching the Usui, which is the direct lineage to Makao Usui in Japan. This right. is Japanese technique. And what I found is that it has structure, whereas energy healing and my indigenous practices, we pull things out of the body, you know, the way I was raised, that mm -hmm. I would be exhausted. And I felt when I was trained in Reiki in, when I was 22, that it gave me the structure where I could do the work, the energy runs through me, and then I walk away and I'm not weighed down. And that's something that I stepped out on in 2020 with, with a lot of folks. And, you know, people would write me and be like, I don't have the $50. I haven't gotten the unemployment yet. I have four kids. This is what we're dealing with. And I'd be like, come in, just don't tell people because then everybody will ask me for that. And, you know, still, like I said, business tripled. There's a way to have a school, to have a business where we don't have to repeat 
you know, the abuses of capitalism, where we can still create opportunities for folks who haven't been given the opportunities through systemic uh, patriarchy, racism, and we can also still bring income to support ourselves and thrive, right? Mm -hmm. And this goal has touched so many people, majority, um, not the next people of color, but like I said, also white and people from Europe and people from other places. And they've gone on in the last two years to now have Reiki practices, take their yoga practices to the next level. And that's really what I hope for. You know, I don't have biological children. I hope that when I leave the planet, I left it a little better than when I found it, my part of the garden, my little area of the garden, and that there's many teachers and healers that I've supported and that they are now teaching people and guiding people and holding space with integrity, authenticity, and truth. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, I love and support, fully support the work that you're doing. I think it's great. Um, and so I'm looking at your website now, The Urban Priestess. That's um, the old one. Oh, that's the old one? What's the new one? The Biz Bruhan. I do want to talk about it for a second. So yeah. when I was in New York, um, I don't even know, 20 years ago, I had already initiated myself as a priestess when I was 22. I had been initiated. And I just carried through my life as a priestess, priestess archetype, the channel between spirit and earth, supporting community, um, going to the divine first, like whenever I made decisions, you know, uh, I was very conscious. Um, there were certain chance opportunities in my life where my husband, my ex fiance cheated two months before our wedding after seven years. And I helped raise three kids. You know, people were like, Vanessa, you're about to have a kid, just marry him, have the kid and get divorced. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people who do have done that. I've met a lot of people. Right. Right. People do that. Like, I want what I want and I don't care. I'll divorce him later. I'll have what I have. But spirit, of course, wouldn't ever let me have do that. And so um, when I devoted myself to being a priestess and then reclaimed the bruja later on, that's why I talk about reclaiming it, because priestess is a nicer word in society. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, priestess. We talk about bruja. You think of somebody doing something mean or bad in the dark, you mm -hmm. know, in Latin American culture. And so I reclaimed that first and I call myself the urban priestess, but I do want you to know that I spoke to PR people in New York, branding people in New York. They all said, you're not going to make it. You're never going to be able to support yourself. Nobody wants to hire a priestess. What is this stuff? But it was 2000, right? It was 2020, uh, 2001, 2005, 2006, 2008. And then I turned around and everybody and their monkey's uncle was a priestess, a witch, a healer, the divine goddess, you know, emissary of the channeled beings of the fifth dimension and the crystal workers of the universe. And I'm not, I'm slightly making fun of it, but I'm not because there's so many different ways to serve and so many different ways to bring in this work. But that was my history. And so I went to the urban priestess first. And then in 2018, 2019, I just kept hearing your business, which business bruja, biz bruja. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, Vanessa, this is the next part of your reclaiming. Like you're a brujita since you're a kid. Your mother called you that. You have, you, all of your family has the, you know, your mom had the ancestral altar. Um, you've been talking about ancestral stories, ancestral healing since you're a kid. Now you do it in hypnosis and ceremony. You got to come out. And so I think that there's many levels of unveiling. So my mm -hmm. website's the biz bruja, B-R-U-G-A. 
Yeah, Yeah, I do have to get rid of the old one, but I leave it there because I find that there's so many people who are exaggerating about their careers now. They've been been doing spiritual work three years, five years. They're like, I've been around 25 years and I know them and they're not. And I don't understand why they feel they have to exaggerate. And it's almost to a point where people don't even sometimes respect the fact that you've really been doing this that long because so many people are lying. This is what I trip up against, you know, and you have a healing energy is very different from being in a healing business or being someone who is supporting and offering healing to the community. And I do believe that we do not need a little card, right? A little card that says I'm a healer to be a healer. We can be a healer as a podcast uh, creator and, a, and having a platform we can be a healer as a writer we can be a healer as a postal worker but the lies that I've seen are so rampant and I have a long memory I've been around a long time right so mm-hmm. I'm like oh I, I know you I just read you a year ago I know your truth when you were like I have no intuition and now you're like I had been psychic since I was born and so I keep the urban priestess on to also show my history yeah, yeah. I mean, I find that as well in the Kansas City area, right? Um, so, uh, but I do believe that there's also a huge spiritual awakening going on right now, and gifts are developing very rapidly. Yes. Um, right. But to claim that you've been doing this for a long time—that's right. It's not an integrity. Absolutely. No, and and you know what? Maybe people who don't know um are you know aghast or whatever but you can also tell i've heard interviews where they were not of stories you can sit me here for 10 hours and there's stories of all the clients i've talked to and so the thing is this is like why don't we just show up as we are however we are i tell the truth that i really didn't want this path I'm a sun Taurus girl. I wanted to have a steady income because I was alone in New York. My rent was two grand. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be laid off the day before my surgery, but universe kind of said, you know, you've been doing this since you're a kid. You've been giving it away sometimes and charging very little to your community. You can do this. You can actually step into this arena, have a school, do all the things it's, it comes with ease for you because you've been doing it your whole life. Let's go. And then I'm like, no, please. So I was kind of pulled into it, kicking and screaming, you know? Right. Absolutely. And there is that kind of ancestral um, memory in a way of being punished for doing this type of thing, for being outcast. You know, I see, I I do um, regressive hypnosis. And so I see many other lifetimes where people are, and it's like, I'm doing, I'm practicing this thing, but I have to do it in secret. Nobody can find out about just centuries of this. So I can understand it's a little fearful to step out, but you seem to be killing it. Just Thank crushing you. it. But I did so much. Let me tell you from the twenties to right. like 40, I did so much healing. I did so much hypnosis, self-hypnosis and hypnosis with other healers. And um, even, and, and I like to share this too, because just because you've been doing work for a long time doesn't mean you have it figured out. You're a human being, you're a right. spirit in a body, uh, bringing it in, figuring out how to, you know, manage it all and, and flow with it and have a life, even though you're in service. Um, in 2015, I was like, okay, I've been doing, I've been in therapy, I've done ancestral work. Uh, you know, I am a healer, a seer, yet my relationships keep ending. 
And that's when I went and did family constellation therapy. And I went and did um, a past life regression that like, it was kind of self-led by a leader, uh, somebody who was guiding it, but we were really guiding ourselves because, right. you know, it's harder with a group because I've done group two. And I mean, the lifetimes that I saw where I was just like, either it's spirit or it's family and kids. It's spirit and it's family and kids. And honestly, when I was pre when I was engaged before, while I did the monthly moon circles at my house, I wasn't doing all the things. I had the full-time job too, and I had the stepkids, but I was taming it down, right? A, a little bit. And in 2015, here I am already successful online, big business, da, 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 doing all the things, guiding retreats, being hired. And I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of lonely, even though I like my solitude. I want a partner to come home to who loves me. And I did that work. And within a month, I met my now husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anybody listening, like, you know, we don't have it all together. We're always learning. We're always growing. And there's always a way. Like, there's always a choice. Like, I sat there. Instead of yelling and, and, you know, cursing out the universe, which I've done at times, I'm just like, let's do more work. If it's like the, the hundredth thing I have to do, I will do it. And it was the thing. That's fantastic. Right. Right. Is there anything that we have not covered that you think is important? Anything that we've left out that you would love for our listeners to know? Thank you so much for that question. I think that it's really important for us to take the time to investigate our lineages and our ancestry. We all have different situations where we may not have all the pieces and know all the stories for different reasons, Mm -hmm. immigration, you know, all of the things. Right. But there's still a way through ancestral hypnosis healing, through regressive hypnosis, through ceremony, through the books that attract you it's really important to see what's happening in the subconscious. It's important to see yeah. what's happening in the spirit world. Cause you're like, yeah, I want to succeed. But then you're like, no, I can't go to the next level. Right. Uh, and you pull back and suddenly you get sick. Things happen or yeah, I want love, but it keeps exploding, you know, or it mm-hmm. keeps ending or yeah, I want to lose the weight, but something happens. A lot of the answers are not only past life rooted because yes, I, I do that work and I love it. I love that work ancestrally there's so many gifts and even if you don't like some ancestors and even if you think that they all suck doing the work of healing for yourself will also help them heal and also helps the future generations and it's really worth it so i invite you to do that work i invite you to reclaim your intuition i invite you to um to allow yourself to connect to the energy that universe god um the divine whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. is not punishing it's not going to punish you because trust then how many bad people in the world who are doing tons of horrible things even right now as we speak would have been struck down right and they're not struck down they're still alive even though they have a terrible diet um and so you know whatever it may be and they're harming tons and tons of people and so this is a fallacy in judeo-christian religion specifically christianity has done this to us and even if you're christian even if you're catholic allow yourself the expansion 
that our divinity lies within and the sacred is forgiving, is compassionate, is regenerative, is loving, is transformative. And that really it's humanity that's been very punitive. And so I leave you with that message and, um, and sending you all so much love. And thank you for having me here. You are so awesome, really. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had no idea what, was, what I was in for. <laughs> this has been wonderful. Um, again, the websites are thebizbruja.com and the urban priestess, Vanessa cordonue.com and so i'll put the links in the show notes of course and uh, i want to point everybody to those websites and the work of vanessa thank you so much for joining me here today thank you so much it's been wonderful thank you radiate wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.